What's going on, Brew Roots listeners? We are semi-live, because this is going to be pre-recorded, on a dreadfully rainy day in March. We're supposed to be getting slammed with 12 to 18 inches in our area, so uh, we will report back after this episode airs to see if that actually happens, but currently right now, it's pouring out. Uh, work wasn't canceled. Does work get canceled for adults anymore? Uh, the state closed, so kind of. Yeah. Kind of, depending on what you do. Yes. That has that's not the case here. Um, but luckily I could probably get away with drinking this beverage with uh work even being open. We're gonna discuss that a little bit further, but uh I'm here with John Walker. Hey John, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Uh how's it going for you? Uh things are going well on this on this yeah. blustery day, but yeah, things are going great. Um yeah. co founder at Athletic Brewing. And based here in Connecticut. Yeah, so you kind of spilled the beans. We're talking with Athletic Brewing. Um, one of the fastest growing beer brands I think I've ever seen. Um, and you're not even selling alcohol, really. I mean, you're selling NA beer. Um, I came across you guys, I mean, a while back. Um, but my first real deep dive into your product was this dry january and i think it was for a lot of people um your ads were great we saw them on tiktok we saw them all over the place thank you um so tell us about athletic yeah so athletic was formed um officially in 2017 so my co-founder who was the original founder uh bill Schufelt, kind of dreamed this up after he had tried a sober october i believe almost 10 years ago and he put down the drink for a month just you know as many people do in dry january or sober october and he's just like oh you know i'll give it a shot and it turns out after he started doing it he was like oh i feel amazing and you know my performance is up my game is up i can work i can work out i can do all these things and i feel great so he actually just never picked up another alcoholic beverage. Um, you know, as he kind of continued down that path, he was more and more disappointed every time he would go out to dinner and had to select drinks off of the kid's menu uh, because there was nothing good on the adult menu for somebody that wanted a beer um, or at least something that was like tasty and innovative and kind of aspirational and so yeah surely temples don't make the cut no many times yeah no not at all and you know when you're pairing you know when you're having a, a five course meal and you're trying to pair stuff um you know coke can only go so far um so he thought that he would love a beer he went to school up in vermont and you know was immersed in craft beer and so was desperately missing tasty beverages and also missing kind of those occasions where he's with his friends and, you know, you're just having a brew. Um, so he thought that he would try to create a non-alcoholic beer that tasted good, that people would want to drink. And so he worked on a business plan for a number of years. Um, and then he and his wife finally decided to just go for it. Um, and as he was writing the business plan, he recognized the fact that he could make a pretty tremendous impact on millions of people's lives by just giving them a great option, you know, an option to be good, an option to be healthy. And so he went down um, that road, 
quit his very stable job one day and started looking for a brewing partner. And that's where I came in, in 2017. Um, I was brewing in Santa Fe, New Mexico at a place called Second Street Brewery. Um, and I was just kind of looking for the next place, the next, um, you know, stop in my career and Bill's story and his vision to be more innovative than anybody had ever been in craft uh, was really kind of inspiring. And so I joined forces and moved here in 2017 to start athletic with him. Hmm. Does it ever, I'm going to get the, the, the difficult question out of the bag. <clears throat> Does it kind of like uh, frustrate you guys that you see a big influx in October and January? Or is that like every time you do it, you're chipping away at, at more people to become like a part of this brand? Um, no, you know, every, every industry is going to have a little seasonality. Um, and that's, it's, you know, it's fine for us. It's a great opportunity to educate people on, you know, what they're potentially missing without embracing mm. this. I'm sorry if you can hear my dogs. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's a great opportunity to, you know, open the aperture to all the folks who didn't know about it, who felt maybe uncomfortable going into the non-alcoholic space and to basically showcase that there's a whole industry now that supports um, people making choices that may impact their health in a positive way. And so, hmm. you know, if it's dry January, we went out this year with give dry a try. It's like, if you can't do yeah. the whole month, you know, try it for a week. You might like it. If you've got an athletic in the fridge, it's probably going to be a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, we like, we like the months. Yeah, I bet. Um, the, the beer I love from you guys is your golden ale. I think that's one of the best ones, but what really impressed me was how you have an IPA that actually tastes like an IPA and not cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, that was a goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not like it's a hop tea. It doesn't taste like hop tea either. It's a fully rounded IPA. I mean, I, you can't not call it an IPA outside of the alcohol. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It was, um, I won't lie. It was a, a definitely a tall order that Bill propositioned to make a beer that tastes like a beer. And I told him early on, um, I don't know if he liked hearing it, but I said, you know, if we don't have a beer that tastes good, we're not going to sell it. And, you know, it was a challenge to him and a challenge to myself. And I think collectively we, we found a process that was unique and kind of hit all of our marks. So we've got a, you know, full flavored kind of timeless recipe, um, IPA and golden early on. Um, our calorie counts are really low, which we mm. wanted to do. And we've still got all that same beer experience, both in flavor and, you know, in hand. So you can like yeah. have that beer, be with your buds, do whatever you want. And yeah. we're happy with it. Same mouthfeel too. Yep. When you're drinking it. Um, when you uh, started in beer, right, had you ever brewed an NA before coming to Athletic? No, I had not. Um, I, I think almost, I think 99.9% .9 of craft brewers can say that that was a similar story. Um, but no, I hadn't. And um, it was kind of intriguing. I didn't know anything about the technology behind it. Um, and there are many technologies 
because people have been making an a beer for eons like it's been around forever um but what bill mentioned earlier on or what i mentioned earlier on and that bill had kind of set in his mind was that if somebody could have made a delicious na beer using those technologies they probably would have already and that we were not going to do any of those so i had to learn a little bit about the basics of um, old school na making and simultaneously kind of define a new process yeah how different is it from traditional brewing um so our process is different in the sense that you know we have to take food safety into consideration a whole lot um and we have to clean a whole lot because we don't have ethanol in our brewery as a preservative um and so it, it's it's definitely a lot more challenging in that sense. And because we don't ever want to remove alcohol, we have to have a finished product that is under 0.5%. So we, you know, we have a traditional brewing process. We've got all the same equipment. If you stepped into our brewery, you wouldn't call it any different than, you know, the brewery down the street from you. Um, we just have to take a couple considerations into mind a little deeper than your, your average brewery. And we control our process um, in a couple of different ways on both hot and cold side. Mm -hmm. But still using similar grain builds, still using similar hot profiles for for beers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So all of the, um, um, you know, we've got the, you know, hops from the Pacific Northwest and Germany. We've got all our malt or most of our malts from the Pacific Northwest We've got a custom Vienna malt. It's really delicious. Um, so we focus a lot of our time and energy on the quality of the ingredients going into the beer in the first place because that's what's going to be showcased at the end of the day. Hmm. It's crazy to think you guys are in Connecticut. Uh, I think a lot of people thought you're from California with the branding that's going on. Um, is that intentional or...? Um, we kind of, you know, when we designed the name <clears throat> and the packaging and all of that, we wanted more than anything just for it to feel kind of like it could travel anywhere and to make it feel good and inspiring and fun, um, you know, to make a can that somebody would be proud of holding. And so mm -hmm. that was our goal. And I think, you know, Fair Folk, they were early on partners on our creative side. Um, they did a phenomenal job at creating that. And so it's, you know, the, the experience on the outside is just as nice as the experience on the inside. Yeah. Has maybe a favorite hop to work with or grain to work with changed since you've ventured into the NA world? A favorite hop? Um, no, I think, you know, just like most craft brewers, uh, you know, we're, kind of enamored with all the, the creative stuff that's coming out. Um, when Sabro hit, that was really exciting and fun. It's still pretty, it's still a pretty fun hop, um, super dynamic, but I still love our, our old school hops. I mean, I could drink a beer with Cascade all day, every day. Yeah. Can we talk about the growth of this company? I mean, it's probably the, it, I mean, I'm going to say it, I think it is the biggest growing or the fastest growing NA company I've seen. I mean, I can't think of another one that's 
had this much traction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, it kind of took us by surprise. We had built our first brewery in 2017. It was a 5,000 barrel brewery. Um, and we were sure that was going to take us out a couple of years. Um, but as we started making the product and started selling the product, um, you know, locally in Connecticut and Massachusetts, and people were meeting the trucks um, at the stores that they're dropping off at. We recognized the fact that we needed some more. So we expanded our footprint in Connecticut to do about double our original capacity and recognized again that we were kind of out of room and we were, you know, excited by the acceptance in the market and recognize the fact that if we wanted this to be as successful as we thought it could be, that we'd have to move fast. Um, and it was not only to, you know, build the business and, you know, support our teammates and create a, you know, great opportunity for tons of people in-house, but it was also to help grow the category. And we saw a, a phenomenal moment in time where people were looking at health and wellness and um, being mindful about what they put in their bodies. And we wanted to support those endeavors by getting our products out there and being vocal and supporting the, the beer industry. Because at the end of the day, um, NA beer in general, and specifically, you know, athletic, it is additive to, to beer. Um, I think it's like 80% of our consumers also drink beer. And then they're adding in five nights a week where they couldn't traditionally drink or didn't want to. Yeah. Um, it's certainly a great option and it's actually opened up the market to get more options. Uh, we saw a bunch of local breweries who are on even a small scale, um, dip their toe into NA, um, some good, some bad, but I think it's as a process, right? You know, I think you have to learn how to do it. And a lot of these people brewing it for the first time, um, it's, it was interesting. It's going to be really cool next year to see what, what breweries start doing for NA and, and throughout the summer. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exciting. And we're, we're honestly excited to have more f entrance into the category because as we want to, you know, we want our business to grow, but we need more than anything for the category to grow and for there to be mass adoption. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're going to find that support with all the other brewers in the country, you know, the 9,000 or so craft brewers adopting this and kind of accepting it. And they're going to help spread the word and normalize non-alcoholic beer in the United States, similar to, you know, what non-alcoholic beer is in Europe already, where it's just, yeah. it's a beer. It just doesn't have alcohol in it. Yeah, so I was going to actually talk touch upon that. So the European market is, I'm not going to say light years ahead of us, but they are ahead of us with NA beers. I mean, we see Heineken, one of the biggest selling bands, brands in Europe having their NA. And I think that's stepping into the United States now, right? The Heineken Zero. Uh, yeah, so Heineken Zero has been in the States for, I think, about four years now. Um, mm -hmm. And they've been doing great and they've spent a ton on marketing and kind of spreading the word in the category um, locally like domestically and abroad um, 
you know, and for what it's worth, I think they're making a great product and we're really excited to, to have a, a powerhouse like that in our, you know, in our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, let's talk about innovation. Um, obviously with beer styles, there's a, a, a multiple dozens of different beer styles. Um, how does, how do you approach something like you don't have a sour in your profile right now how do you approach styles that people are drinking that you might not have uh we actually do have a couple sours oh you do yeah you do um, okay it's not on the the year-round lineup but okay. we do have them um and so we have pilot brew houses on both coasts so i didn't really speak to it yet but we've got a brewery in connecticut and a brewery in california and those are both significant breweries in the sense that they're like one and 200 barrel brew houses, but both coasts also have uh, small pilot systems. So California has a seven barrel and Connecticut has a three barrel. And um, we've got an amazing team of brewers and quality technicians and packaging teammates who generally love brewing. Um, and with our unique process and, um, you know, devotion to NA, we have the ability to innovate all the time. And so we're pushing out, you know, anywhere between three to eight new brews each month. In 2022, we brewed about 70 different uh, unique recipes, ranging mm -hmm. from sours to milkshake IPAs to extra dark brews to Maybach, um, kind of all over the, the craft umbrella. Now, uh, those are aren't in mass production though, right? No, not mass production. We've, we'll, we'll trial things on our pilot brew house. And okay. once we're happy with the recipe, we will brew a hundred barrels of it. And we take that hundred barrels, package it off, and we'll sell that on our e-commerce platform, which we consider to be our, um, you know, virtual tap room because yep. we can ship all over the country and we can get fresh, fresh product to consumers looking for new things, you know, a day or two after it's come off the line and we get direct feedback from them. So, you know, we hear if they like it, if they don't like it, you know, what to be tweaked and we move on from there. How does that work? You obviously email entered and then do you send a survey after or is that? Yeah, we'll do surveys and then we've got a, our um, customer base is phenomenal and interactive and you know, they, most of them are just as excited as us about athletic. And so they're mm -hmm. very vocal and communicative and we learn a lot from them. Yeah. Um, do you feel as though that social media has been the biggest feather in your cap for growing the brand? <clears throat> um, I think social media has played an important part, but I think the most important part, especially early on, was hand-to-hand uh, -hand interactions. So when we were just getting the brewery going, Bill would, you know, get up at two in the morning. He would drive to an Ironman up in Lake Placid or up in Vermont or hit a 5K in Connecticut and then a 20-mile race up in New York. Um, and he would bring product all over the place and be at the finish line handing Athletic out. And it was those interactions, um, you know, we say cans and hands, that really helped us grow awareness and 
our brand and the category in general, because it was those celebratory moments where people were like, oh man, you know, I want to, like, I want to celebrate with a beer, but I don't want to feel crummy, especially after I feel so great and have this major accomplishment. And so they had that moment, they had the beer and they're like, and this tastes like beer. And, you know, it was that, that culture and those events that really helped drive us forward early on. So it was definitely an organic growth of word of mouth. Yes. At first. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you have to do the legwork when you have a brand that's different, right? I mean, this is in the United States. I feel like five years ago, you were looking at uh, like O'Doul's as a brand of NA Budweiser. They had their NA and it all came in a bottle. It didn't come in cans. (laughs) And, And it had a stigma that it tasted like crap. Yeah. Yeah. And the stigma, it went beyond the flavor you know, the, that those brands had um, imprinted upon people a, a another negative attribute was if somebody's holding that, they probably have a problem. Um, mm-hmm. And right. we don't want people feeling that way, and they shouldn't to this date. And, you know, if somebody wants to grab one of those brands and have it, like, they should be able to do that and be proud. And it's 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 a it's a smart decision at the end of the day and you know that people were being given the credit for the smart decision and so we kind of wanted to help grow that yeah i think your brand has definitely helped erase that stigma that you know oh you're drinking na you you need help you must be an alcoholic or something like that um it's it's never felt that way with your your brand um it's felt like a wellness wellness drink yeah yeah i mean Um, yeah it's it's unfortunate that it that it got that stigma in the first place, but we're happy to be working against it. Yeah. Um, can we talk about like the wellness portion of it? I mean, it's not advertised as a sports energy drink. It's not energi- advertised as a a wellness drink. So maybe I shouldn't classify it as that. Um, but legally, you're required to put the caloric intake right on the uh on the cans uh we don't have to okay. uh, but we elect to because we're proud of the calorie counts um how does someone how do you measure that with a b- beer and is it something that it, do you think that will make its way into traditional craft beer um we'll see if it makes its way into traditional brewing um in traditional like alcoholic beer i think that it yeah. could especially with um regulations moving towards um, transparency and yeah. advising consumers of what they're putting in their bodies. Um, yeah. And I think ultimately it's a good thing because whether or not, you know, you're choosing to have something with a ton of calories or a few calories, you have the right to know. And um, so I see that as a possibility. Um, but, you know, that's a regulatory thing that we'll have to see. Um, and we put it on there because we're proud of our calorie counts and want people to know and we the way we um you know validate is with third party we have we've got all the instrumentation in-house to verify every brand every batch um uh but every time that we put anything on our label it's verified by a third-party lab do you (laughs) do you feel like some craft breweries in the future or some even macro brands 
would hate to have that that uh, that calorie number on their cans because we all joke that that double IPA they are drinking is probably eight to nine hundred calories. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, not everybody would want that on there all the time. Um, yeah, that could be a detriment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I do notice you're you have sparkling water as well. Is that something that's new within the last couple of years? Yeah. So we, um, we launched Daypack's hop sparkling water. And, um, originally we were just making that in the brewery and this was several years ago. We were just making it in the brewery to drink ourselves uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of experimenting with hops and flavors. And we enjoyed it a lot and we had it in these little sample like samples in our tap room and people kept asking for it. So we made a you know, a couple of batches that were bigger. We put it on e-commerce and kind of like the, the pilot program we were just talking about, people were excited about it. So we put a little more time and effort into, you know, making the brand real. And now we've got Daypack sparkling water. Uh, it's on e-commerce all the time. And we're doing a couple regional launches in the next couple of months to get it um to make it a national brand um you just mentioned your tap room do you do you have a physical tap room for for people to yeah go to yeah so we were i think we were the original and only non-alcoholic only tap room um it was based in connecticut we're actually moving it to our new brewery because it was at our original brewery and so people would travel um all over to come to this non-alcoholic tap room and we've got a map on the wall that liana our tap room manager kept and it's got pins in it from all over the country and so we'd be in there on a friday night and you know somebody would walk in and they'd be like oh yeah i came in from nashville or wherever like cool what are you doing like we're coming here it was (laughs) like that was the destination um which kind of blew us away but if you think about it you know a lot of these people we're in Bill's camp and, you know, Bill was ordering non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer from overseas for a number of years just because he wanted to like have a good beer. Uh, I am looking at your, your website right now. Um, and you have JJ Watt you have, uh, chef David Chang, um, drinking athletic. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that this craft beer is getting this national attention. You're in New England. I always think that's really important when we're talking to people. Uh, and it's huge. I mean, it's booming for all the right reasons. Um, if you were to say, did you catch lightning in a bottle, would you say that? I don't know that I'd say that because, like, we we put the work in. Um, I, I think that we helped make the lightning. And, you know, I think there are some other brands that, that are out there doing it also. Heineken, Bud... Um, you know, two that are putting in the work too. And Sam Adams is out there putting some marketing dollars behind this and growing the category. So, you know, it definitely didn't just happen. And I don't, you know, I don't, I think the timing was right. Um, but we and our team did the work. There was no, yeah. no part of it that was easy. Yeah, no, I'm, I can imagine just by the product itself, drinking that beer, um, it's very 
I mean, it's good. It's a it's a good it's a good beer. Um, we try. I I personally tried twenty different NA beers over the course of Dry January, and you were right up there with the top. Awesome, thank you. Um, and the the best part about it was how easy it was to get the, your beer. Um, yeah, accessibility is huge for somebody who's always on the go and going to different places so. yeah for sure yeah so we you know there we found value in in our e-commerce channel and that direct relation that we had with customers could ship anywhere or almost anywhere um and then also trying to become nationally distributed so that if and when you want to find our flagships locally you can do that yeah now for our listeners who may not have had any of your flagships what are the flagships so we've got our upside dawn golden it's 45 calories and gluten reduced. We've got our Run Wild IPA, 65 calories. It's kind of like a timeless classic IPA. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, we've got our Free Wave Hazy IPA, which was the first beer to graduate from our pilot program into a full-time launch. Uh, we just we saw the reaction and the response to people drinking it um, and decided to, to grow it up. And then... The next one that grew up out of our pilot program that took about a year and a half to two years to develop was our athletic light, which is 25 calories, five grams of carbs, and zero sugar. Yeah, that one is awesome. Um, I, I noticed you mentioned gluten reduced. Is it possible to have a gluten free NA beer that's not just seltzer water? Um, you could, and there is some work being done in the gluten-free space as far as working with unique grains and things like that. Um, we have not yet done that because it takes a lot to dedicate uh, an entire facility to being mm -hmm. gluten-free, and we don't want to make any false claims at all. So, you know, we, we're, we're proud that our product is gluten-reduced, and we validate that every single time. But, yep. you know, hopefully someday we can innovate into the gluten-free category. Yeah. Um, in Connecticut, are you still behind two roads for the biggest brewery or have you su surpassed them? Um, I think from a production standpoint, we have probably surpassed. Um, we cleared just over 200,000 barrels in 2022 wow. and uh, continue to grow it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, with a big brand like yourself, you have to keep secrets tight to the chest. But what's next for Athletic? Um, <clears throat> next for Athletic, we've got, man, we, we've got some growing to do in our existing facilities. We just finished building our state-of-the-art facility here in Connecticut. Um, we've got a lot of room to grow and a lot of processes to, to learn about. Um, and so we're excited to do that. The teams are always producing new beers um, on both coasts in the pilot program. And, you know, I may or may not have heard about a, like a sour brown type product that's going to come out in a couple <laughs> months, but we're, you know, we're planning out pretty far off into the future. Um, so, you know, six months from now, we've got some exciting stuff on the horizon. Yeah. Um, this might be a dumb question, but do you think Athletic will ever brew a alcoholic beer? Um, you know, we, we don't 
I want to say never to anything necessarily, but we do have a lot of work in front of us and we also don't want to confuse anything. Um, we know that there is a massive opportunity in non-alcoholic beer alone and we're pleased to be innovating in that space alone uh, for the foreseeable future. You know, is there space for really low alcohol beer? For sure. You know, I think there's a mm -hmm. lot of opportunity for the the one to two percenters, um, but we're not there yet. And there are also some regulatory hurdles that we're not ready to 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 pass right now. Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting. You mentioned you did a a, a Maybach, um, and you you do some lagers, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> how much of the brewing process is traditional? Are you decocting or um, open fermentation? Anything of that nature with with those styles? Um, yeah, so everything is pretty standard um, brewing. You know, you know, we've got our mash tun, louder tun, kettle, whirlpool. Um, so all that's normal. We don't have much in way of open fermentation, and that's mostly because of food safety. Yep. Um, again, you know, it's a very susceptible product when you don't have ethanol as a preservative or as a thing to ward off other microbes. So, mm -hmm. you know, sanitation is key. Um, but yeah, I mean, from a brewing standpoint, everything that we do is traditional. Yeah. You've mentioned a couple of times the ethanol portion. Um, does that mean the shelf life of your beer is maybe not as long as um, other? It doesn't actually. So because we recognize that so early on, um, it you know made us think really hard, like how can we make this shelf stable? And that was one of the goals that we had set out to do in the beginning, which we don't just want to make this thing for, you know, right now in two weeks that lives in a cold box and then it's dead. We want to make thing that something that can grow, something that can travel because we, you know, love to be international at some point. So in that, we recognize the fact that we needed a tunnel pasteurizer. So, okay, cool. um, you know, early on, we adopted that practice at our original brewery and every brewery since. And, you know, for us, it is the, the only way to do it because you're putting your final finished product in its final form and then uh, putting it through a process that ensures that it's shelf stable and safe for the duration of its life. And so, yeah. you know, domestically our, our shelf life is six months and we're really happy about that. Yeah. Um, is there a style that you haven't brewed yet at athletic that you want? Um, I, I would love to do a sour Brown, like a, Okay. So yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, how we go about that, I'm not entirely sure yet, but we've kind of been kicking tires on that and I think we're going to start playing with that and mm -hmm. thinking about how we can make the process work for, for NA beer. Yeah. We've seen a lot of, uh, NA alcohol in, um, the liquor area. Yep. Uh, any plans for dipping your toes in, in hard spirits? Um, <clears throat> no, not immediately. Um, the you know the brands that are out there that are doing it currently are doing a great job um and you know i think we'll let them play in that in that area maybe someday we do a collaboration or something um but you know that's a that's an art unto itself and it would take a lot to kind of get into that yeah 
collaborations have you ever done a collaboration? Uh, yeah, we've done lots of collaborations. And, you know, we've got some that are upcoming that are pretty exciting. Um, but we're just in the middle of a collaboration with uh, Super Coffee, the Key to Life company. And uh, we did a protein beer called Souped Up. And okay. Bill, our co-founder, is with Jimmy, Super Coffee founder, uh, down at South by Southwest right now promoting that. Um, so it's a, it's an extra dark and it's brewed with five grams of protein. Um, so we've got that. We did a cool collaboration with Justin's Peanut Butter, where we did a peanut butter kind of porter style brew. And then, you know, we've always, we got new stuff all over the place. We've got a, a beer with Iron Man. So we've got some exciting stuff. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out, and I encourage our listeners to check out the e-commerce because it's awesome to hear some of these styles that I want to try in NA um, world. So yeah, no, it's fun, and you know the, the things are they're out there limited. They'll be you know on the website for a week, two weeks. We've got different programs. You know, for those who who just want to buy innovative stuff, um, you can buy those. Um, you know, with a, a certain club membership, you know, we've got recurring memberships for other folks that just want flagships and kind of makes a match. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for doing this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. I, and it's certainly educational for our listeners who, you know, maybe want to give dry a try. Uh, and we were not paid for that. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 I mean this when I say that, I think, uh, having a non-alcoholic beer is a great option for people. Um, I certainly see myself grabbing that option more. Uh, my girlfriend made a joke that I probably drank during January more than I typically do in February, March or any of the other months, non-alcoholic wise, but mm -hmm. that's cause they were good. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, it's my cheesy tagline, but I say that since we started athletic, I drink a lot more beer and a lot less alcohol. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a very good tagline. Well, John, uh, hopefully we don't get hit with a lot of snow because I don't want a snowblower. No, me neither. I don't, I don't yeah. have a snowblower. I'd be out there with a oh. shovel. <laughs> well, I'll drink athletic while I'm doing it. How about that? All right, that's perfect. Sounds good. All right, John, well, thank you for doing this and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks so much for having us. No problem. Yeah. local homebrew shop beer and wine hobby you can get everything you need to make beer wine cider cheese and more not sure where to start they have knowledgeable staff there to help beer and wine hobby is family owned and located in danvers massachusetts visit their website beer-wine.com and use our promo code brutes for 10 percent off your online order today Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. 
We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Barut sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.